My big fat mouth. <laughs> right? Week four of four, we finally made it. We've been talking about um, some pretty hard things. If you've been here, if you haven't been here, um, I'm sorry. I mean, lucky you. I mean, however you want to shape that. If you want to catch up on the series, it's all online. It's on the website and the podcast. But we talked about um, a lot of things of how powerful our mouths are. That, that with our mouth, we can preach and we can teach and we can share and we can lead with death or life. With our tongues and our big fat mouths, we can hurt or we can heal. We can, we, we can smear somebody's name in the mud or we can raise them up and make them look good and make them look better and focus on positive qualities rather than the negative. All these things with our mouth. And we've been talking about, the first week we talked about complaining, how we, we so often fall into that trap of I'm just never quite happy. It's just never quite right. And, and then the second week we talked about criticizing and how it's like no matter where I go, it's just, just you know, so-and-so is just, they don't have it figured out. Or they, this business doesn't have it figured out. We're always criticizing everything. And then last week we talked about, that was a fun one. We talked about lying, and I'm, I'm being honest. We talked about lying last week. And today uh, gets a little bit better as we wrap it up, right? We're going to be talking about gossiping. And, and last week I, uh, I told you that I gave you permission to go out and to gossip about who needed to be here. So uh, if you're here because someone invited you, Maybe we were gossiping about you last week, but um, I just invite you to join me for a word of prayer, and then we'll go ahead and, and jump into to the, Lord's, the Lord's word today. Father God, we thank you so much again for your love. We thank you for the blessing of coming together and, and worshiping in a safe house, in your house of prayer, your house of biblical teaching, your house of biblical worship, and we pray your Holy Spirit will just... Do work that none of us can do. I give you my tongue, I give you my big fat mouth, and I say, Lord, by your grace alone, by your power alone, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, how many of you know someone who gossips? How many of you have ever heard someone gossiping? Now, I don't, you don't need any elbows. You don't even quick, quick, quick corner your eye glances, right? You know, you know it's kind of like that, that thing where, you know, when you sit in church, sometimes it's like, okay, I just need to look straight ahead, right? Like, this is just me and God and the preacher. That's all that's happening here. Not, none, none, of that, not, none of that looking down the row or looking at your spouse like, hey, that's you. Right? He's talking about you. Of course we've heard gossiping. Of course we've been around gossiping. Of course we've been caught gossiping. It's rampant, isn't it? It happens all the time. We hear it all the time. So the question isn't, have you gossiped? The question isn't, have you ever heard somebody gossip? The question isn't, does it really happen? Is it really rampant? Is it really an issue? Is it really a struggle for believers and non-believers? The, the question is, why? Why do we do it? Why do we do it? Who does it hurt and how do we control it? Why do we do it? 
Who does it hurt? And how do we control it? So the question of why, uh, the Bible speaks about it quite a bit today. So what's, what we're actually going to look into that today, we're going to open scripture. And if you brought a Bible with you, or if you do the app thing on your phone, or you do the iPad thing, whatever it is that you're doing, I'm going to make it easy for you today because we're basically going to take a tour of Proverbs. Yeah, the Pro- Proverbs is just full of this stuff. And, and I've only got one scripture that's outside of Proverbs that we're going to share today. So you really can just camp out there and, and say, wow, Proverbs is telling me some things that I uh, didn't want to hear. Or I couldn't hear because I was too busy gossiping. So we're going to talk about mainly those questions. What does gossip hurt? How do we control it? But, but first, here's why gossip runs Rampant. Proverbs 18.8 says, The words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of your body. Mmm, right? The words of, of a whisperer are like these delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of your body. Gossip is so subtle and so yummy that it just kind of sneaks up on you before you even know that you're doing it or before you even know that somebody else is serving it up to you. It just like all of a sudden, there it is. Now, it's kind of like, it's kind of like eating M&Ms, right? It's kind of like eating M&Ms. Here's what I'll give you because so there's, there's that version. Now, there's a, another Bible version known as the contemporary English version that I want to call the M&M version of the Bible. And here's how they translate this verse. It says, there's nothing so delicious as the taste of gossip. It melts in your mouth. The inner parts of your body, there's nothing more delicious than the taste of gossip. Mm, God, give me some of that because it melts in your mouth. Gossip is like these little delicious morsels, this little, like, I can't get enough. It goes down so easy, like Lay's potato chips, right? I, I, I just can't stop. I can't just have one. So it's like M&Ms, right? So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you guys just say. Say you're out driving in your car. This has only happened to me once or twice or 12 times, something like that. I don't really know, but say you're, say you're out and, and you're in your car and, and you decide, okay, I'm going to stop and, and I'm going to buy a, a family-sized bag of M&Ms to take home to my family. Not, not this cute little one, not the fun-sized one, but the big one. And, and you're driving home and you're like, you know, I might as well crack that open and have a couple, right? These will be so good. So you open it up and you just start popping them and popping them. You know, it's like watching TV. Driving's kind of like watching TV. It's like, how did we get here? And that's scary, right? Like, I don't remember anything. But then you look down, and as you've been popping these M&Ms, you finally, you look down, and you're like, well, they're halfway gone. And then you mindlessly pop some more, and then eventually you look down in the bag, and you're like, oh, I can't go home with this. I might as well just finish them. And they're just gone. It just happens so fast. You just keep popping them. They're so delicious. They melt in your mouth. And they, they ooze into the inner parts of your body because they're these delicious little morsels. And that's what the Bible says gossip is like. That's how that connects. At least that's, I connect some things better with candy. I, uh, so gossip happens fast. We hear it in our ears. They perk up. And you're deep into it before you even realize it. Gossip goes around the world before the truth gets out of bed, doesn't it? Because we need to share it. We need to hear it. 
that's really in today's world, in today's social media world, is that not so true? About how quick gossip travels? I mean, if you get online and, or, or you get on, get on the news and they say, well, here's what's trending in the world today. How often is that gossip? It's so often it's just trending globally. It's just this gossip. And, and famous people love social media. Social pe- like, hey, I don't know if you've noticed now, but even athletes and, and even Donald Trump loves social media. Did you know that? The president loves it. Um, I don't know if you pay attention or not, but what's the reason for that is well, it eliminates the middleman so they can just share what they want and they don't have to worry about somebody twisting the truth. There's no more hearsay. It's just straight out of the mouth, straight out of the horse's mouth. It's like, well, the athletes don't have to trust the reporters to write it correctly or Donald Trump doesn't have to trust the reporters to write it correctly. He just says it because we all know that ever since when we were little kids and we'd play that little telephone game, we, we pass pass it down the line, and by the time you get to the end, the story is completely wrong. It, it eliminates all of, that, all of that, but social media fixed that problem, and now we just know that they're clueless. So gossip can seem ridiculous, and it can seem childish, but it's not, is it? It's not really ridiculous. It's not really childish. You know, I'm sure today there are many of you who have been hurt by some serious gossip. You've been stung by serious gossip. You've lost friendships, maybe family members. And, and, and you look back and maybe years later, you can't remember why, but at some point in there, maybe there was some gossip. Maybe you've been embarrassed by gossip. Where somebody takes something you told them in confidence and they share it with somebody else or they share it online. So a lot of times we try to disguise gossip. It's like, it's like you want to let people know so that they'll be praying. Like, see, God, see, God already knows the prayer request and he knows everything that we're bringing to him. So prayer's not about informing God or informing your friends or it's about something you know. See, gossip is gossip's not really needed. So say we're sitting in a prayer meeting and, and it would take a prayer request and you're passing around and you're like, oh, Little skip, really needs some prayer, right? Let me tell you, we've got to write his name down. But while you're doing that, let me tell you what he did, All right? You need the details. You've got to share these details up with God. But God already knows, but we use that opportunity sometimes to share the dirt. But that's okay because we're sharing it, right? So, um, because it's truth, so we want to share it. But it doesn't necessarily still turns into gossip. So Craig Gershell says, has a quote where he says, everything that is said should be true. But not everything that's true should be said. Everything that's said should be true, but not everything that's true needs to be said. You see, Proverbs 18.21 says, you see, the tongue can bring life or death. It's a double-edged sword, and, and it's inside of our big fat mouths. And James teaches us that it cannot be completely tamed. So just like we've talked about in previous messages in this series, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? As a Christian walking around and claiming Christ, or as a non-Christian walking around and not having any clue what you believe, or thinking you've already made that decision, what do you want to be known for? You want to be known for using your tongue and your big mouth to bring life or death? 
Do you want to leave a trail of hurt friends? Or do you want to get caught encouraging somebody behind their back? What do you want to be known for? You ever hear the question, what does gossip hurt? What does gossip really hurt? I mean, maybe it is true. What's it, who's it really going to hurt? Now, I'm going to give you three answers that you have there in your notes if you're a note filler outer. Um, that's a re- real word, apparently. Um, I feel a little jittery today. I don't know what's going on. Too much coffee. I'm going to give you three answers to that question. What does gossip hurt? And then I want you uh, to look at what you filled out on that list on your bulletin and see what those three dots are really connecting. Um, So the first one I want to point out is gossip hurts the person that is spoken about. Who does gossip hurt? Gossip hurts the person that is being spoken about. Proverbs 16.28 says, A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Separates the best of friends. Let me just say, I know that some of you look at that scripture and you know exactly what God is talking about. You've been there. You've lived that. You can look back in your life and see the loss of friendships. You've been through that. Maybe for some of you, that could look like a lot of different things. Maybe, maybe at some point, maybe back when you were in junior high or high school or, or college, maybe you had this secret crush that you had on somebody. Right? You, ever, you know, you're like they walk into the cafeteria and you get that like ooey-gooey feeling. Like, I like that person. And, 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 you, and, you, and then somebody that you share that with exposes what's happening there. And suddenly that crush is exposed and it's not as, but, but, but then when you look back, you say, well, that's not as painful as the betrayal of a friend gossiping about what I shared with them in confidence. Maybe it's more significant than, than that. Maybe that's mine or maybe it's a personal struggle and the person that you confided in about a, 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 a struggle you have or an addiction that you're, are, that you're fighting and, and and, and, and you shared that with them, or maybe a difficulty in your marriage, or whatever it may be. Maybe it's something really serious, something that you really confided in someone. You told them in confidence, and then the next thing you know, it's a prayer request. And there are more details that need to be in that prayer request. And you're thinking, well, I told one person, so that narrows it down. Doesn't that kind of like just break your heart? Should, so should you ever find yourself the victim of other people's gossip? Should you ever find yourself a victim of someone else's bitterness and smallness or their insecurities? Just remember, it could be worse. You could be them, right? You could be them. See, gossip hurts the person that it's spoken about. It stings when somebody gossips about you. And it ruins friendships. The second thing I want to point out through scripture, uh, gossip hurts the listener. Gossip hurts the listener. You, you, you hear that right. You see that right. Gossip hurts the listener. It hurts the person that's just sitting at the break room table and listening to you rant about a coworker or, listen, or that you're listening to someone else rant about a coworker. Or, so Proverbs 17.4 says, wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. Or you could say, if you listen to gossip, you're wrong. It's wrong to listen to gossip. 
But oh, it's so good. It's so delicious, isn't it? It's like a delicious morsel. It's a delicious M&M. It tickles the ears. And you're sitting there and someone starts gossiping about someone. You're like, I've been thinking that for years. I'm so glad somebody finally said it. Someone finally agrees with me and is voicing this. And you're sitting there just listening to it. But wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. So don't think for a moment that if once they stop talking about someone else, that they're not going to start talking about you when you walk away. Actually, my, in my dad's business, they do uh, toll trucks and they go out and they sell. And, and, and my dad actually had a guy one time say to him in the truck, he said, you know, you know, I like coming on your truck and I, I trust you with the things I say, because when I come on your truck, you never talking about the guy that just got off the truck. So I know that when I get off the truck, you're not talking about me. And that means a ton in confiding in a person to give them that peace of saying, I can just be myself. But what you permit, you promote. What you permit, you promote. So as the listener, what we're permitting, we're promoting. If you're going to allow someone to run down your friend or your family or whoever, even an acquaintance, you're promoting what they're saying by allowing it to happen. And the Bible is clear. It's wrong to listen to gossip. Therefore, we know it's wrong to listen to gossip. Sometimes it's what's great about the book of Proverbs. Sometimes it just lays it out there sometimes. I told you we were taking a tour of Proverbs today. So number one, gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. Number two, gossip hurts the listener. And number three, gossip hurts the speaker. Gossip hurts the speaker. It hurts the talker. It hurts the gossiper. Now, if you take a moment and you, if you fill it out the blanks, you look up across what you just wrote on there. Now you connect all the dots. What you see is the triple play of gossiping. All three parties being hurt. Proverbs 25, 9 to 10 says, When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secrets. Others may accuse you of gossip, and you will never regain your reputation. That's blunt. You will never. I mean, that's just, you will never regain your reputation. Wow. Wow. You could... You and I could spend a lifetime building a good reputation, building a good name. And the Bible says that you go and you start gossiping about someone and, and then others accuse you of gossiping. People find you out. You could lose your good reputation and never regain it. Gone forever. So think about it. When you listen to someone gossip, you never look at that person speaking gossip and tearing somebody else apart and think, I'd love to be like them someday. I hope when I grow up, I can tear people down with my words and destroy them like that. They're so good at it. It just like rolls off their tongue and right into everybody's ears. That's not what you think. That's not what I think. No, you think a lot like I do, I think. I think about a few different things that um, maybe this is a little bit graphic for you, but I think I look at someone's gossiping and I could think, man, your mind is constipated and your mouth has diarrhea. <laughs> right? That's a problem. You got to get that looked at. So 
Number two, I think to myself, I, I wonder what you say about me when I'm not around. And I also think I, I better be careful what I say right now because it's probably going to get shared with who knows who as soon as I'm gone. So you don't look on and say, wow, you're great. You say, I wish I could see flaws in other people with such merciless precision, right? I wish that I could be that critical. I wish that I could complain all the time. I wish that I could tell everybody about their problems and everybody else about everybody else's problems. I want to be so good at gossiping. What a gift. Ugh. I just, I just don't have it in me. No, in fact, when you talk badly about other people who are, are not around, it says a whole lot more about you than the person that you're speaking about, doesn't it? You following me? You with me on this? It's pretty, it's pretty elementary when it comes to what Scripture says on gossiping. See, our, see, gossip hurts the person spoken about. It hurts the listener. It hurts the speaker. So quite simply enough, gossip hurts everybody. It hurts all of us. It is of no value. It's the trifecta, except everyone's not winning. Everyone is losing. There's no benefit. There's no value. So we can all agree then that we don't want to be gossips. It's unhealthy in the church community. It's unhealthy in your family. It's unhealthy in the, in the community wide. It is just of no value. So the question becomes, how do we control it? How do we control it? If we don't want to be gossips, how do we control gossip? So if you're filling out the blanks, I'm going to offer two just two quick ways of how to control gossip. And my goal with these two things is to share with you just a very simple, very easy, very tactical things that you can walk away with from church today. Just kind of put some handles on the idea, just some handles on gossip you can take with you and, and have an idea of what Scripture is teaching us to do as pertains to the desire to talk to other people about other people and how unhealthy that is and how we can do better. And the first one, or how to control gossip. Again, we're not going crazy deep here. This is, this is simple. This is basic. The first one I give you is guard your ears. Guard your ears. There was an article in a psychology magazine that said you could stop gossip with one question. And the question that they offered in this psychology magazine was, why are you telling me this? Why are you telling me this? Why? Now listen, you don't have to be mean. You don't have to be demeaning about it. You, you don't have to be like, why are you telling me this? Come on. Why are you telling me this? No, see, just be sincere. Why are you telling me this? Why? See, the article went on to say that whenever you ask that question, it causes people to stop and, and take a mental inventory of, of why they're really choosing to say that. See, it's a good question, but, but it might be a little bit too blunt for you. So I do want to, you know, some of you don't want to be that aggressive with people and, and hurt friendships. So let me, let me offer to you a softer approach. Here's a softer approach. How about, how about instead we say, hey, have you had a chance to talk to so-and-so about this? Have you had a chance to talk about the pers person you're gossiping about? about this? Have you had that chance? Because 98% of the time, they're going to be like, no, no, I haven't. And you can say, well, man, if this is about them, I'd really rather you just talk to them about this. 
Because what you're really doing is you're, you're putting me in a corner here. Like you're putting me in, you're putting me in the middle of something that uh, I've got nothing to do with. I got, I got nothing in this pot and you're asking me to be part of the fight. Now guess what? Guess what? The best part of this idea, the best part of this strategy to guard your ears as pertains to gossip is that it's actually something that Jesus came up with. Right? You don't come to church to hear guys' ideas. You come to church to hear what the Bible says and what Jesus says. So, so this is the best part about this thing. In, in Matthew 18, Jesus is talking about conflict between two believers. And this is what he says in Matthew 18, 15. He says, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. So this is something that Jesus actually taught us to do. That means that when you ask someone to talk to the person that they have beef with instead of you, you're actually helping them to be more like Jesus, right? It's like, hey man, you, you should go and talk to so-and-so about this. And, and I think that's a pretty sweet deal because they need help becoming more Christ-like from a fellow Christian as we sharpen each other. And you could be like, hey man, this is great. I'm going to help you be more like Jesus. If you've got beef with so-and-so, go talk to so-and-so. i got to get to McDonald's. So we just kind of lay that out there. So what you're doing is you're guarding your ears. And we got to guard our ears because sometimes no matter what we do, sometimes it gets worse. Sometimes no matter what we do, we just can't get people to stop gossiping. We just can't. It's like you just it's just you can't get people to, to, to shut their big fat mouths sometimes. And you're thinking, geez, oh man, where are these earplugs? I tried the strategy. I tried Jesus' strategy. What's happening? What, I could really go for some temporary hearing loss right now. You know what I mean? What's going on? They just keep gossiping. And in that case, it may come down to distancing yourself from that relationship. And the Bible is, the biblical principle is, to do that. This is actually another biblical principle of Proverbs 20:19. To go back to Proverbs, it says, a gossip goes around telling secrets. So don't hang around with chatterers. Don't you love it when scripture lets you off the hook? It's like, sorry, buddy, God says we can't hang out anymore. <laughs> I'm good. If you don't stop talking about my buddy, you're a chatterer. The Bible says you're a chatterer. So I'm out. So, so, okay, so the first way to control gossip is to guard your ears. And the second one I'll give you is close your mouth. See, this has been a fun series. It's a very in-your-face series. See, ears, mouth. It's constant. It's simple. Close your mouth. It's simple, but it is effective. Trust me, it's effective. It'll, it'll save you a whole lot of trouble over a lifetime. So, Let's try, something, let's try something a little different today. We, we haven't ever done this before, I don't think. Um, if we have, you can yell at me later and tell me that I'm wrong. Um, but I want everybody to say this with me. Here's what we're going to say. Um, and, and I don't want nobody to be shy. This is, this is an important lesson for all of us. This is an important lesson for the series. So together, I want you all to, to say what I say. We're going to say, watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, stay out of trouble. Ready? Watch your tongue. Keep your mouth shut, stay out of trouble. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, stay out of trouble. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, stay out of trouble. Guess what? 
You just memorized a Bible verse. Congratulations. You didn't know you were doing that today, did you? Proverbs 21, 23 says, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. Ha, sweet. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, stay out of trouble. If you find yourself feeling like you need to share something with someone, ask yourself the question, would I want someone sharing similar information about me if I were not around? In other words, it's yet another principle from Scripture that Jesus teaches. The Bible's amazing. The Bible's awesome. You should, you should read it seriously. Like, probably daily would be a, my suggestion. Luke 6, 31, Jesus teaches the golden rule. He says, do to others as you would like them to do for you. Do to others as you would like them to do for you. So the question becomes, when you're about to speak something about another person who's not around, would you want them speaking that about you? Would you want them speaking that about you? So through such questions, we begin to understand ways that we can kill gossip. See, we're going to guard our ears. We're going to close our mouths. We're going to watch our tongues. We're going to keep our mouths shut. We're going to stay out of trouble. We're going to stay out of trouble. We're going to stay out of trouble. By guarding our ears, keeping our mouths shut. You know, we have this unhealthy desire in us to be better than somebody else. And that's when we want them to be less so that we can be more. But you know, scripture is constant. See, we always want to be important because our sinful nature is for us to be more. And that makes, sometimes we do that by making other people feel less. It's the whole bully thing. If I make you look bad, I look good. But the gospel claims, see, 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 gossip says, I am strong because they're weak. I am strong and you're weak. But the gospel proclaims, the gospel of Jesus Christ says, I am weak, but he is strong. And John the Baptist said, I must decrease so that he can increase. I want to become small so that Christ can be great. I want to lift up other people. I want to be caught encouraging not gossiping. I want to actually be able to say we were just talking about you. It's all good things. Honestly, it was all good things. So to close out this series, I just want to ask this one final question one more time. We're cut, we've covered complaining and criticizing and lying and now gossiping. What do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? See, none of these for our positive representations of Jesus Christ. What do you want to be known for? I want to be known for lifting people up. I want to be known for positively representing my Savior. That's what I want to be about. So what do you want to be known for? And how we use our big fat mouth, how we use our tongue, is a huge piece of that puzzle. So represent Christ well while you go out. So I ask that you, uh, if you'll stand and join me in a word of prayer, the worship team's gonna come and close us out. Father God, we thank you so much for the book of Proverbs and, and the many lessons in there and, and, and your truth in, as pertains to how we need to guard our ears and, 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 and close our mouths and, and, and to understand that there is nothing good that comes from gossip. 
It tears down, it never lifts up. So Lord, I pray that you will, that you will help us to guard our ears, that you will help us to guard and close our mouths uh, as we go out into, back out into the, into the world outside of this church and, and we go out and we represent Jesus. Because it's the most important thing that people can have is to see Jesus and experience your love and your changing, your, and that you change our life. And God, the last thing I want to ever be is the person who misrepresents Christ and causes someone else to stumble or, God forbid, never come to the faith. Teach us to be your people. We love you, Jesus. Amen.